Hello, this is your host, Kimberly Bell, with You Are Good Enough. And today we have a friend of mine, Desiree Holmes Sharini. Desiree is an award winning hypnotherapist. She's also an author of Journey to Joy, The Written Path. Desiree is a life coach in Washington, D.C. She's also a teacher on Transformation TV. She's a blogger, she's a podcaster. And she had her podcast is actually called Intuitive Journey with Desiree. So I welcome you, Desiree. Have I? I know that I've left a lot of things out, but there was a lot that I could have said. Um, <laughs> but welcome, my darling. How are you? <laughs> hey, Kimberly. I'm I'm fine. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. So I think it's so interesting and fascinating that I actually have you on because I haven't interviewed a hypnotherapist before, and oh. people are always you know, often asking me, I think they have this, this idea. It's funny. I didn't even think I was going to start out with this, but sometimes they have this idea that if I get hypnotized, it's going to solve all my problems. Do you, <laughs> that's something, is that a common thing? <laughs> um, well, you know what, there's a lot of misconceptions around it. And I recently um, started answering questions on Quora, uh, which is sort of like a forum for people to answer you know, ask and answer questions. And so as a hypnotherapist, I've been um, trying to dispel some of these things. Like people okay. say, will I be mind washed? Um, will I know what I'm doing? Um, <laughs> they're afraid, they're afraid of it. Because, you know, if you think back to those old movies, like with, you know, the Bella Lugosi or something, you know what I mean? Like, and yeah. and right. the people are taking over. Right. Um, so people think that and then also they do think that it's like a magic wand that they don't have any responsibility right, toward right. their own wellness. So the one thing that hypnosis requires, uh, at least hypnotherapy requires, yes. um, is both actually, but is the willingness of the client or the person being hypnotized. First, uh -huh. the willingness. And then for hypnotherapy, which is the therapeutic use of hypnosis going toward, you know, changing a behavior or thought pattern or, you know, whatever it is, like mm -hmm. you and I would be working with somebody, requires their, their willingness as well as their effort. So it's sort of like, you know, it would be like taking vitamins and exercise in addition to changing, you know, the way they eat. It's a right. support toward their goals. It's true, though, that it can be very quick and very effective and get right to the core of things, which is why I love doing it. A lot of talking could go, you know, for weeks, whereas hypnosis can be a shortcut to get to the, the you to know, the, the meat of the subject. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, I love that. So, okay. so yeah, it, um, it helps quickly uh, a lot of times, uh, mm -hmm. but not necessarily for everyone and not that quickly with certain things. So, okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, thank you for that. That's, that's interesting. And that makes perfect thank sense. You. Because I do know people who have actually done it before, but supposedly mm -hmm. didn't work. However, um, right. I know one thing. I, I've had clients, yeah, I've had clients come at, for one session and, and then, you know, not come back. And I'm like, I know, but that's why I've started to, you know, uh, avoid offering one session or explain that they need probably more than one session. You right. know, so, um, because they're expecting something right away, magical. And if it doesn't right. happen, they say, oh, well, it didn't work for me. You know, it doesn't right. work on me. So, and, right. uh, yeah. and that's what mm -hmm. I want to say is because it's, it's funny, you know, that's what you typically hear, but you're mm -hmm. saying that basically you're supporting them and empowering them. And this is a really strong supportive foundation or platform for them to actually make 
permanent change, you know? Yeah, because it, it can help them change their mindset. It can help them change That's their true. behaviors from the subconscious level. Right. But it's sort of like saying, well, I want to lose weight, so um, I'm going to eat a carrot today instead of a bag of chips. Yeah. Well, I didn't lose anything. Darn it, that didn't work. You know, so certain, <laughs> yeah. forget it, then I'm going back to the chips every day. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Like there have been people for smoking that I've I've talked to them and they've had one session. Yeah, I haven't had one happen with me. I had uh, had very few uh, stop smoking um, candidates, but um, they say, oh yeah, I went one time and I stopped smoking, never smoked again. And you know, some, for some people, it's like it flips the switch on things like that. For other people, they have to go through the much longer program. So. Mm-hmm. You know, just like anything else, it depends on the person, their motivation, their willingness, wow. and, and, you know, how much they want the change. You know, I think that's, that's really important to, to realize is somebody might think that they're ready for change, right? Or somebody may feel as though they're ready for change. And it's yeah. funny, I mean, how many times have I in my life wanted something to change, but it, it, I didn't realize what was going to be facing me in order to make the change, Right. Um, right. But it was a multi-layered process in some ways, right? Because when you make a change, a lot of things do have to shift. The perspective's huge, you know? Mm-hmm. The unconscious mind is huge to understand your thought patterns, you know, your actions that you're unaware of, right? Your, the things that you do every moment of every day that you are literally maybe unaware of, right? And most of us yeah. move life being unaware and I'll say unconscious in a lot of ways until we start stepping into the self-responsibility of what am I doing? What am I saying? What am I feeling? What am I thinking? You know, and ask questions. Um, Here's a question for you. I'm dying to know this because I've never asked you this before. Have you done past life regression? Yes. Yes. As a matter of fact, I um, I have a specialty certification in it and that's uh, a really, okay. So what's interesting about that Mm. is, well, Besides two things, besides um, for those who you know embrace the idea that they've lived before mm. and will live again, then it's really cool to go that. to experience this other li- lifetime mm. and be like, "Wow, I like that was really weird." You know, that's yeah. really interesting. But also in a therapeutic way, there is also the beliefs theory, depending on who you talk to, that not just childhood memories in this lifetime or whatever can be affecting. Our, our lives are causing fears, pains, trauma, or repeated patterns, but past lifetimes can be carried through in our mm-hmm. soul, our spiritual DNA, as you might call it, mm-hmm. past traumas from past lives, past experiences, mm-hmm. and also relationships with those in our soul group from past lives. Mm-hmm. can repeat themselves. And so when we talked about a second ago, going to the root of something, sometimes getting to the root of something is going to a past life. Uh-huh. And um, if people are thinking, well, she's just wacko. I've never heard that. Or if they're mm-hmm. interested, there's a good book on it called uh, Many Lives, Many Masters, Many Lives, or Many Lives. Many, many Lives, masters. Many Lives, Many Thank Masters. You. Yeah, Brian Yes, Weiss. by Brian Weiss. And, um and that is a great book for anyone who's interested, also for anyone who doesn't think it's likely, because um, it goes mm-hmm. into someone who didn't believe it existed at all and discovering it through um, therapy, with doing therapy for someone. So, yes. That book changed yeah. my life, okay? Good. Like I, yeah, I, cool. 
So let's see. I read that book back in, I'm going to say 1991. Okay. Mm, um, okay. I was about to have kids and I just knew there was more to life and I'd always known there was more to life. And I had a lot of questions as a kid that I didn't feel like anyone could really answer. So I stumbled upon this book out of, out of nowhere and I read it. It absolutely changed my life. I've actually recommended the book to other people and it's also really affected theirs as well. So how did it change? How did it really change my life? Well, I knew I just innately felt for myself, right? And so people listening to this might not agree, right? That they've had past lives or they may not have a feeling that they have. But I am of the belief system that yes, we've had many, many, many lives. We've played all kinds of roles, been different cultures, you name it. I think most mm -hmm. of us are living who are embodied at this time, I feel like we've all experienced just about everything that there is to experience. So I felt as though things were holding me back in my life. So it, it kind of woke me up and it sent me on the spiritual path and journey to seek more, 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 what's going on, what's going on. So that's how it changed my life. And I will say too that my daughter and I, when we were in Sedona years ago, we both did past life regression. Oh, okay. I was about to ask you if you had one done. Yeah. So I have. However, uh -huh. it, it's interesting. So we had two different people. My daughter did it. And wow, did she, she experienced a couple of really difficult uh, past lives in this hour oh. that she was with, um, a couple of really sad things. Um, and it stayed with her for a bit. I only went back, I believe, to one. And I can't even say all the way whether it was, I don't want to use the word legitimate, but I'm, I think that I was fighting it. <laughs> uh -huh. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. Yeah, not well, go or, or doubt, you know, maybe not fighting it, but doubting, doubting. it because I found myself doing that, mm. you know, when I went back uh, the first time I had one done and there was one segment, <laughs> uh, you kind of had to be there, but yeah, <laughs> my past right. life, there was one part <laughs> of it where I was in sort of like a, you know, medieval Italian villa oh. and um, apparently I was the daughter of some well-to-do parents and I was in, the, was in the dining room or living room with my mother who was sitting in a chair and my father and brothers have come back in from hunting or, or being out doing something together. And, um, you know, the, the, ther the therapist or the hypnotist, you know, my friend who was doing it said, well, what are they wearing? You know, then they ask, what are you wearing? Where are you? What does it look like? Anyway, what are they wearing? And I, start doubting it because I said, oh no, oh no, this is no. And I said, this is ridiculous. And well, what was it? Well, my father was wearing those like um, Shakespeare pants. Do you know what I'm talking about? Of course about? I did. Yeah, I was a theater <laughs> major. I, I know exactly yeah, but, what you're talking like, about. Like the, the, the skinny leg things yeah. and some poofy thing. And I said, I've got to be making this up, you know? So yeah, I, who am I to say, right? Yeah. But, I'm like, yeah. why would I put him in those pants if I'm making this up? Wouldn't I have dressed him in something more, you know, that I thought would make more sense than poofy boy pants? Right. Anyway, but so your experience, um, I don't know, you know, do you think you were doubting it or, or it just was, although, like a likely scenario or what? Well, I just think that, um, I think I was kind of fighting it and I was really stuck in a relationship at the time and mm. I wanted answers. And I think that my process was forced and, you know, I know that anytime things are kind of forced, that they don't always flow and they may not be right. as organic. So I think that I was just maybe not in a good place 
or a receptive place, I might, I might say. My daughter had different experiences. You know, I, I guess I, you know, I can probably say that, you know, she had an experience of being a gladiator. And oh, wow. um, it was extremely powerful. It was the kind of thing where she was to kill, uh, to fight a, a friend. And oh. she had no choice but to do this battle. And as soon as she did this, I believe she killed this person, uh, did not want to, but um, you didn't have a choice back then. Right. And so after the battle, she left the village and never went back. So hmm. um, it was like that, you know, there were a couple others that were, you know, pretty sad because she had, you get the feelings, you get the, the feelings, the experience, yes, you do. And all that you're dealing with and the, and the familiar voice of parents maybe yelling at you or whatever it is. So it's, it's real. It's funny that we're talking about yep. this. I will say this. What? I have uh-huh. had a very, I don't want to say traumatic, but I was in a quantum touch class and we were, I don't know what we were doing. We were meditating or something. And somebody in the class who I was dear friends with at the time started having some, I would say, uh, some, some issues with coughing and things of this nature. Long mm. story short, it got really bad and she had to leave. And then she came back and she came back and she was starting to break down over something. And I all of a sudden was transported in my mind, had the visuals and everything of what was going on. And it was back in like the 17, 1800s. You know, she was a witch, you know, you know what they did to witches back then. So she was it was horrible. It was, I, I could feel the emotions. I started, my body knew what was happening before I could even wrap my brain around it, trembling and shaking and just crying, like uncontrollably crying. I was wow. literally somebody else because I wouldn't have let myself go to that degree, to be honest with you, in this setting. It was wild. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't want to make this all about yeah. past lives, but uh-huh. it was crazy. It was crazy. So, well, I- uh, I remember years ago um, when I was in college and um, before I was always interested in metaphysical stuff, but really before I um, had studied and embraced more of this idea of what the experience that you just had, for example. Mm-hmm. And in um, one of my classes that was um, kind of touched on world religion or something like that, but uh, they were talking about personal stories, you know, experiences Mm -hmm. and this one young man stood up and he there had been a horrible plane crash around that time in san diego and and he um stood up and he said that he saw the plane fly over and then it went out of his sight like he didn't see it crash or anything but he saw the plane fly over and then after the plane passed that he experienced being in the plane and the people crying and screaming and and going down and that he like had this like transported feeling like you did as if he was on the plane in the moments after he saw this plane go by and then later on he found out that this plane had crashed and um and i remember thinking "Uh, i don't know about that (laughs) you know know, when you haven't had it's just like that past life experience when when you say it's real it's real the difference Yeah. So for the people listening, if you haven't had a past life regression, sometimes people think, oh, it must be like a dream. How do you know it's different? There's the experience of feeling the the feelings, not like physical, like it hurts if somebody pokes you or something, but the emotions. And I remember, you know, the 
crying and just feeling so sad about a certain situation that happened or it's different than in a dream you know where a dream you're kind of like just it's like a story you're telling or being told or you're kind of floating along but in this it's as if you're there and you're ha- you're you know in the trance but awake still you know you're at that half and half state mm-hmm. so you you can talk about it at the same time you're seeing it in your mind and feeling it so there it is a distinct different feeling like your daughter like you said the experience that oh, she had was, of that sugar. being so real it stays with yeah. you you know in this experience yeah, and you remember it you remember it like me. it's a real memory it in was, your current life right yeah. and it stayed with me for mm-hmm. days and still yeah. if i sit here i can go back to the feeling and and i start to feel like i'm gonna cry again that was like i don't know six yeah. years ago mm-hmm. um it's, yeah. it's amazing to me so I value the work that you do. I think it's very interesting and can be so helpful. I enjoy it too. Yeah, no, I think it's it's amazing. So that's that's great.